0: This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Assembling the Army. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Friday, September 15th in the year 2023. I'm enjoying some time up in the Appalachia Mountains which has been a long trip getting over here this week, which we're going to talk a lot about tonight and just how God works in such an amazing way. Truly, truly humbling. Patriots, before we get going tonight, and if you're not paying attention to the news, obviously food continues to be on the top docket of how to suppress people and bring them to their will. We continue to see food supplies shrinking. We, see, we get reports from farmers that there's going to be shortages. We have crises all over the country. We have climate issues. We have a government encouraging farmers not to grow. In fact, telling them if they grow food, they're gonna get penalized. Everything is geared around trying to break the food supply chain system to force people into buying and dependent, being dependent on these corporate food poison systems. You need to have an emergency food plan in place for a lot of reasons, not just for the sake of falling back, but also in case something happens that you can mobilize and take that with you. There is no better place to get your emergency food supplies in part of your system is My Patriot Supply. So if you'll head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, right now they have the three month emergency food kit on sale for $200 off. You need to take advantage of this. This is a critical aspect of any food system. Get one for every member of the family. That way you know you have this food no matter what happens. And it's 90 days of supplies, which is enough time to be able to deal with most problems that we encounter. This is a food system that has shelf life of over 25 years. It's mobile, ready to go anytime you need it, and it's a peace of mind. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Take advantage of these great savings right now on the three-month emergency food system. Fantastic product, great flavors, full nutrition, 2,000 calories a day per person, everything you need. So again, preparewithbards.com. Well, Patriots, it's good to be back. It's been a long week and a good week of travel. And it's pretty amazing, really, to start to witness the country always as we drive. And I'm a big advocate of driving the country. I think that there's, obviously, in this day of the, the returning emergence of the snake COVID con and the continued issues of airlines and pilots dropping dead in the air, which we and having heart attacks, and the continued nightmare of just dealing with DHS and their TSA people with the checks and everything else that they do. Driving is still one of those principal freedoms that we have in this nation. And it really is an amazing experience to travel across this country, including, especially in light of all the discussions about world overpopulation, probably one of the biggest lies ever. And unfortunately, those people that live in the cities buy into that lie because they bought into the high-density living model. But there's an unbelievable level of expanse in this nation. It's beautiful. It's winning in many ways. It continues to persevere. The news is, is a constant channel of lies. And you really see the backbone of America in such a beautiful way. America is not defined by its population densities. It's defined by the fabric of what makes the core of America, which is ultimately what goes on in the land. And that really needs to be said. Unfortunately, too many policies are made by people that live in high-density environments. They've, been, they've lost touch with what it really is to be a hardworking person, to labor with your hands and your back. And they've become accustomed to a digital world where effectively they create nothing. They do have no substantive value that makes any difference in the world. They dream about changing the world through an app, when in fact, all they're doing is just creating more revenue and profit for the big corporations to force people into these digital environments, which are completely false. The outdoor world is alive and it's well, but there's also a lot of indications of where our country is right now, and there are many challenges ahead. Now, one other thing before we get going further, Patriots, is the money supply. Obviously, right now, we are dealing with a crisis in this nation of a declining dollar, and that is evidenced across the nation in the increasing in food costs, increasing gasoline purchase costs, et cetera. We need to take good protective care of the wealth that we've worked hard to earn, and that includes your, especially your IRA and 401ks. Right now, in in an uneasy economic environment, those accounts are at risk. And that's just by virtue of the fact that you have have filled them with paper dollars that have no substantive backing. This is why we have Birch Gold. So if you will text 989898, again, 989898, into that number, type the words BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. So type BARDS and text BARDS to 989898. You'll get a free packet from Birch Gold. And that will give you a foundation to start exp- exploring the importance of looking into the tax-deferred, precious metals-backed IRAs. These are really important in this time. It's a way to preserve your wealth, to transfer over your 401k or IRA into that sort of account. Again, this is not investment advice. It's basis of research. That's why if you type in BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. You'll be in touch with Birch Gold. They'll send you a free information kit, and then you can give them a call. They're great specialists in what they do. They've supported Bards Nation for well over a year. Great company, great folks. So check it out. Again, text Bards, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. So I'm, it's been an interesting week, and I kind of want to go over a lot of pieces here of this week of, of travel and really the bigger messages that have come out of this. My original intent was to leave on Monday last, this last week. And in so doing, I had it set up as a pretty casual schedule, uh, about 8 to 10 hours a day of driving I mean, maximum. But that included time to stop and podcast along the way. And I had actually set up my Jeep so that I could finally start doing podcastings from the road pretty easily. That actually will be coming as I do forward travel, and hopefully on the return trip, that will happen. But that's not the way things played out this week. In fact, um, like as you probably have heard, or maybe you have heard, but there's a number of people that are coming to Bars Fest that have found themselves caught in a number of unusual crises in their life. Most of this can be it can be looked at, and I think appropriately, from a biblical lens to look at the fact that there's a lot of demonic and especially satanic approach towards trying to resist and prevent this Bards Fest from happening this happens often in is like the third one we've had but this in particular one it's been kind of surprising how many people have contacted me speakers in particular of things that are suddenly coming up and they're having to work through now i had been cruising along pretty well and i was in pretty good shape thinking well ah, let that be for the others for i have the mighty power of god with me and i shall overcome well i did in the end, but not without a little bit of trial. And I think ultimately the bigger part here is that we have to realize that the best things come from the hardest trials that we make. And that's truly what this week has been about for me. So the intention was, like I said, to travel and give you some podcasts from the road. It's a beautiful nation we have. It's an incredibly expansive nation we have. But that's not really how it happened. So what happened is that on Monday it was 9-11. I didn't even realize that, but it was 9-11. And that was the day I was to leave. And I got a really strong nudge from our father that said, don't travel today. So I heeded that, figuring that, well, there's no problem because my destination, my first destination on this trip was into um, Boone, North Carolina, which I needed to be there by 9 a.m. on Friday. So that gave me plenty of time. No problem. We got that. I just so we know the day, the time here, we're talking about 26, 2,800 miles from coast to coast. A lot of travel, and that takes a lot of time. So it was actually a total travel time of about 46 hours from where I was in Oregon to get to Boone, North Carolina. So cutting off one day, modified the trip slightly, made the adjustments and plans, no big deal. So next day, Tuesday, I've now taken some time to repack the Jeep, go into some detail of things. And as I'm going through all of this, I'm getting ready mid morning, getting ready to pull out and I check, I go to I a glass of water and this I'm up at the property and there's no water. Now, let me but remind you, if you didn't if you don't remember, on the, the Saturday before I had just brought in the new new cattle. So we have cattle on the upper property and cattle on the lower part of the property. And there's no water. So I immediately go out and I check the 1,550 gallon tank. It's dry as a bone. And the stock tanks are now half full. Now I switched over to the backup well, which takes a little bit to start working. And happily, the backup well also fills the stock tanks, but it didn't solve the problem. And that leaves us a measure of vulnerability, especially since I was about ready to leave. And the bigger part about this is had I not discovered this, and this is where really you start to see how this is working. When I left, I if I had left the day before, I would not have discovered this problem. And furthermore, it would have gone on all week in a week of 98, 95 degree weather with cows without water. That's a critical issue, especially with new cattle on the property. So I call the pump guy, and he um, he's a wonderful guy. Good old boy, lives locally. His name is Popeye. And he immediately said, I'll be out this afternoon to take a look so now my departure time is starting to move and we do find the problem the problem ends up being a cracked pipe four feet underground he's able to repair it same day able to get water flowing back into the main 1500 gallon tank which is kind of a backup reserve in case things go, don't go right and we get the system all going it's now fo- almost 4 30 going on 5 o'clock by the time I get things wrapped up, I'm on the road at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. And it's, it's going to be a ride. And I know this now because I've done the calculations and, I, and my trip is now adjusting and I can see that it's going to be a really long ride. And, of course, I'm pretty optimistic that I can do some extensively long travel. And I should have known better because the thing about a trip, when you're doing a long trip, especially since I haven't done one since last fall, your first day is your toughest, is one of your toughest days because you've got to reacclimate your body to sitting and driving for an extended period of time. And you've got a lot of mental stuff going on to keep yourself awake. And then especially when you're kicking off after a full day of stuff and going into the night, those are some real challenging driving times. So I uh, headed north and finally about seven o'clock, I've kind of recalculated and and now my trip was going to take into account a number of things. And this was my original plan. So what we've what the trip was was to leave Oregon and it was to go over to um, Wyoming where I was going to go in, go to the company of Kefaru who makes backpacks. And they're in Riverton, Wyoming. It's a beautiful part of Wyoming, just a little bit south of Jackson, Wyoming. And I was heading there because I had ordered a new tent and some new backpacks, and they weren't able to ship them out to me because of a back order, but it came through. And so I said, hey, why don't I just drive through and pick it up? Of course, thinking I was going to leave on Monday. And they have a window of four, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. to pick stuff up. So that was that plan. And then I was going to head on out, then take a nice casual drive, head on my hotels reserved, drive on out, and eventually arrive in Boone, North Carolina, somewhere around the evening, the afternoon, early afternoon of Thursday. Pivot now, this whole trip has now been pushed forward 36 hours. So a lot of things are starting to ripple out. And the only way you can make up time is to drive through the night. And this is, this starts out kind of sketchy because by the time I'm pulling out, I'm pretty tired. And I'm I'm able to get a little bit north and head up towards Pendleton, but not before I'm like totally exhausted. And so I am I pull off and I do some, I slept for a few hours in the Jeep, finally keep going. And I'm on the road finally on, this is now Wednesday morning, realizing I have quite an issue ahead of me because to make it to Boone now, I have to do almost straight through driving. There's really no, there's not much margin for air. And that's the loss of the 36 hours on the front end of the trip. So I, I start to recalculate the entire trip and this all is coming together. now. the reason I want to bring this up, this whole, this story tonight is not just a travel log, which I mean, that's nice to hear, but there's been a much bigger play here all week. And really, and I'm going to just kind of reframe what happened in the beginning. As I mentioned, a lot of people were having disruptions. There is no question in my mind that what happened at the property suddenly and out of the blue was literally a dark attack it was it was the devil's hand to try to prevent either prevent me from getting out there or to cause massive casu- mass casualty to a very precious asset which is the cattle cattle without water for a week will lead to one of two things they will either die and, and or they will tear down fences and raid another place to get water but they you will create problems and we would have had a major crisis because nothing i didn't have anybody to look over them for a few days and it was in the peak of the, of the heat right now, which has suddenly returned out of the blue, so we avert a crisis, and that becomes pretty clear. that we've averted a crisis. And I get a call from Pastor Anthony, who's down in Florida on Tuesday morning, and he says, "Brother, I got a word for you." And I said, "Okay, it's I'm getting ready to go. So what do you got?" This is before the crisis hits, and he says, uh, "Thrust." And I said, "Okay, interesting word. I don't I'm not tracking." He goes, "You're going to get attacked." This is what he says to me Tuesday morning. You're to an attack is coming at you. So grab your spear and get ready and thrust hard into the attack. And once you do, don't bow, don't bend, keep pressing in. Eventually, God will reveal the target to you and the vulnerability of the target, and then a blessing will follow. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And sure as heck, that afternoon is when the whole water crisis. It was actually an hour and a half later the the water crisis began. So I'm kind of setting this trip up because it was obvious pretty clear pretty clearly up front that there was a lot going to happen this week. And the biggest thing at this point is I'm like, all right, Lord, you've got this. I'm going to keep going where you want me to go, but we've got to stay on mission. So I start recalibrating the trip and realizing that some of the things I wanted to do were probably not going to happen, including going to um Kirfaru in, in Riverton and probably barely making it to the training on time on Friday, which was a, it's a very unique event to one of the best coffee roasters, frankly, in the country, if not the world, truly mean that. And we'll talk more about that shortly. And having an opportunity to work with this person, to be truly trained and mentored in his processes, it was something that was, I met him by, I met him on the phone by an introduction last spring And this is kind of a lifetime goal to try to do this. And suddenly it was all coming together because Bards Fest is only five hours away from Boone, North Carolina. So a lot of things in play here. And I'm like, all right, Lord, whatever we got, we've got to do, let's get this done. So attack comes, we push through it. We are able to get the water repair fixed or the water problem fixed on the road. And, uh, not without, not without having a crazy incident right at the beginning. So we got to hit that one because this is all kind of like crazy world. Um, We end up with, as I'm, I'm driving North out of or North in through Douglas County, heading up to Eugene, going to pull off at a branch of the bank branch where I'm, my bank is, as, I mean, they've got banks everywhere and they, and I, so I pull off to do a deposit and I'm, Talking to Michelle and the resistance chicks. We're talking about the Bard's Fest, and I'm going to pull off there and just do a quick deposit. And I make the wrong turn. I'm thinking it's one place, it ends up being another. And I politely pull over the side of the road with a person that is right on my tail. And I'm not kidding. Like they are bumper and bumper on me. I'm like, man, somebody's excited tonight. So I pull over, and uh, this person, goes around my vehicle, and I just, I'm just going to tell you what I witnessed, and you can decide what this is. This woman steps on the accelerator coming around the car, manages, and I, I would just say it this way, this was a pure demon manifestation of what this was. You, you can judge for yourself, but let me describe what we are dealing with here. A woman who rolls down her window, and as I look up, half of her body is above the the, the roof of the car as she's got her head spun around like exorcist, looking at me, screaming at me as she's pressing on the accelerator with her foot and steering herself around me. I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. So I pull up behind her because I've got to make a turn and she almost, she hits the brakes, almost drives the Jeep in the back. So I get around her real quick. She just goes full manifest insane, rips around the Jeep, so fast she does like 60 miles an hour around the jeep on a two-lane road almost drives herself into the ditch almost flips her car over and then manages to spin out and keep going so i'm like well that's an interesting beginning of the trip i see we've got some things on, on the play here so we we uh i continue on with the trip and I, i'm tired like i say and i'm just like all right lord i just i'm gonna have to make this work somehow so i get some hours sleep in the jeep next morning head out out towards Pendleton, beautiful morning, beautiful sunrise every day, by the way, every day, beautiful sunrise, just greeted with the most beautiful sunrises. And it's eight o'clock and I call over to Riverton and I'm, and I'm, I'm, this is what I'm, I'm talking to the Lord. I'm like, all right, Lord, I really wanted to go this way because it's such a beautiful part of Wyoming. I haven't seen for a long time. And some of it I've never seen, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And I'm going to have to take the most efficient route just to be able to get to Boone on time. And the Lord says, hold your plans. Be patient. I'm like, all right. Well, that sounds good. So I call over to Kefaru. Now, Kifaru makes backpacks. They're American-made backpacks. I think they're the best backpacks around for hunting and tactical work. You can check them out for yourself. Um, I mean, I don't have anything to gain with this. It's not an endorsement, except it's an endorsement for a great product, and you're going to hear why I say this. And I'm going to encourage you all just to also support this company, which you're about ready to hear and why. So I call customer service, and I get this very nice person, Amy, and I tell her, I say, hey, my stuff's in will call. I was going to come and pick it up. I'm not going to make it on time. I said, so let's go ahead and ship it back. And she says, well, what time are you going to be here? And this time I've already rerouted my trip, even though the Lord told me not to. So I punched it in on GPS. I said, well, it looks like it's got me there at eight o'clock. She says, okay. And so she gives me the best customer service line ever. She says, if you'll give us a five-star rating for customer service, she says, I'll take these things home with me. And I, when you get into town, call me and I'll meet you. She says, but if you don't give us the customer service rating, she says, I'm going to hunt you down. And I started laughing. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. So plans are made. So I'm going to go to Kefaru with the best customer service people I've ever met that are willing to meet me after hours of the company just so I can make sure and get my gear. And I drive and that trip is long. I'm like, that's a sixteen hour drive that day up through some of the most beautiful country in in, in I think some of the most beautiful country in the West. It's red-painted mountains. It's these amazing prairies. It's open sky. It's gorgeous. It's all beautiful out there. But Wyoming's got a certain gorgeous beauty, especially on the west side. And it, and there's places out there. At 50 miles I drove, there wasn't even a cell phone signal. It's just open, beautiful, wide-open prairie and range with plateau tops, mountains. It's it's beautiful. If you So if you ever do want to take a trip, go there. And I get to... I arrived, I told her eight o'clock, I arrived at 8.06 PM and she had the box ready. Her garage door was open. She lived a few blocks away from the company, helped me pack it in. We had a nice talk and away I go. So I just made your pitch there for Kifaru, an amazing, it's K-I-F-A-R-U, amazing company. Just super, super. So anyway, I'm on the way. So I start leaving and heading towards the east. And again, over-optimistic on how much I can do in uh, in, in hours of driving and end up doing the right thing. Because now I've calculated that I have a total time between driving and to get to Boone of nine hours extra. That means in, in that time, I've got to be able to do all my pit stops. That's gas, get coffee, go to the bathroom, whatever, and then sleep. So I've got over the next... 20, it was about 26 hours. I had nine hours to give to be able to do all those things and arrive on time. So I make a decision late night on Wednesday, which would be now Thursday morning to go ahead and sleep for about, um, I'm going to sleep for about four and a half hours, which I do in the Jeep, just pulled off on some side roads and threw the seat back and no problem. And then I start hitting it hard. So I drove for the next, once I started, I drove 22 hours straight through heading to Boone and all through the day and managed now to go, I went through Wyoming, Nebraska, down to Kansas, into Missouri, up into Illinois, down into Kentucky, over to Tennessee, and then it comes back up into North Carolina. So a lot of country covered, a uh, beautiful country. Um in just a typical American views and sunrises each day, which are three now at that point. I should—I guess that's three or four really gorgeous country and a lot of hard driving. Jeep's doing great. Everything's holding up fine. And I'm pressed with this, but the thing that's become very clear in this whole process as I'm having some time here with father is that there is something very big in play here this week. And this is where, I start really listening. So I there's an attack that happens spiritually on Monday and or Tuesday, and that's the water. That's corrected. And for whatever reason, which I God needed me to hold back, not just for the water, but there were other things, and we can only imagine what those might be, but that was pretty clear. But what was amazing to me is as the week's going along, everything now on this trip isn't there's no resistance. And this is one of my measures of a of a time when you're kind of flowing with the Holy Spirit. Nothing is. There's no resistance. The kafaro thing, I didn't think I was gonna do, I did do. And it turned out to be fantastic. And the trip was gorgeous. And I got all the equipment, it was there, it's beautiful stuff. The next one was, I wasn't able to get the Jeep uh, oil chains before I left. So when I'm in, and they were everywhere I went, they were like an hour wait. So I'm in Kearney, Nebraska, and I pull in real quick. I find a Jiffy Lube, I pull in, I said, can you guys get this done today? He's like, I can get you done in 15 minutes. I'm like, wow. So in the meantime, I call B&H Photo because we've gotta get some live stream cameras for the Bars Fest, which the week before, when I went to order them, the price had jumped 000, $800 for the cameras. So I'm like, man, so I talked to customer service while the Jeep's getting done. They end up giving me the $800 back. They're like, no problem, we'll give you the previous price. So all these things are working. I'm like, wow, this is pretty crazy. This is pretty amazing because all of this, should I mean, there's no resistance. All that's happened is I've been pivoted. And so I'm praying on this. I'm like, all right, Lord, what is this? And he's like, you have to do this. He says, you have to get to Boone on schedule. It's important. And it's going to be tough. And as I'm going through this, I'm really realizing there's another part that starts to open up, which is truly this part of having to rely on the Holy Spirit in a way we don't normally rely on. We, it's transcending the physical. And I realize there's no way I'm going to get this done without literally the Lord blessing me with some replenishment of, it, of energy through here. And it's going to be tough either, even at that. So the day's long and it's it, when, when you really kind of hit that moment, you're, you look down and you're like, wow, I've traveled 12 hours and I still have 10 hours to go. That's a lot of driving ahead of you. And we start to hit into the night, and the night driving is hard anyway when you're doing long distance and and time. And we just keep pushing along. And finally, I get to – I'm really starting to sag um, somewhere around about 2 a.m., which would be 2 a.m. this morning. And I'm somewhere down near – I think I'm somewhere in Kentucky. And so I I just literally said, all right, I just start praying. I'm like, Lord – I'm, you tell me, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. I've got to get to Boone on time. That training is supposed to start at 9 a.m. And this is a guy who's made special time in his schedule for me. And the cows were not his problem. And the Lord's not telling me not to go. And so I close my eyes for a few minutes. I literally get awakened with what felt like about a thousand volts of electricity that about shocked me out of my seat. And I'm like, well, thanks for that, Lord. And like the Holy Spirit got me going now and jump back in the Jeep and start going so it's somewhere I'm about five hours out now so I'm supposed to be there by nine but I can already see there's been a bit of mission creep on this whole thing I'm not going to arrive to 10 an hour late and I decide now I'm I, I'm like well there's nothing I can do this is I can't make up that time so I text Dan who who runs who owns bald guy brew and that's the coffee place and the coffee wrote wrote uh, roaster, sorry. And, um, he calls, he calls me back. And so he's like, dude, you, you just literally drove 22 hours to get here. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, we had a commitment. I got to get here, but I'm apologizing. I'm going to be an hour late. He's like, you're literally crazy. You you are literally crazy. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm pretty much rolling with the Holy spirit and that kind of goes that way. And he's like, and it's the best type of crazy, he says, because it's something I would do. He says, I'll tell you what we're going to do. He says, you come in, you get in here, check in your hotel, get a little bit of sleep. Meet me over here at noon today. We'll have some lunch, make out a plan. He said, and you're here for the weekend, right? I said, yeah. He says, we'll shift our training today we'll, to start it on Saturday and run it to Sunday. It'll be better anyway. He said, I just happened to have a tooth pulled just yesterday. He says, so my, my jaw's hurting anyway, and I got some work I've got to do. He said, this works out perfect. And I'm going to tell you honestly, when that happened, I mean, it was literally, it was just a lot of this beautiful Holy Spirit tears right then to really realize how perfect the Lord is when he moves and when we trust in him. And what follows then when I finally do get in, and we end up grabbing about 30 minutes of sleep, and I got myself set up in the hotel, take a shower, head over. It's only about two miles two or three miles away, but this is up, I've not been in Appalachia and this is all up in Appalachia and this is like another world. And when you're driving into Appalachia, it's as, after all this traveling across the country, you're driving into mountain country and everything is, it just like the things that were catching my eye, like a used car place It was on somebody's lawn. I mean, the guy's got a used car lot on his property. The grass is mowed even under the cars. You have people's places that are well maintained. Even the trailer park that is a—it's it's a kind of a little rundown trailer park. Even that's clean and organized. There's a lot of pride up here. There's a lot of God up here. There's a ton of churches up here, and there's like God's sprinkling of churches everywhere. And it feels like it. That's the thing. Even though they've got woke culture coming in up here, it's powerful. So I sit down over here with with a guy that now I this is a life dream. A dream of doing, and I started this idea back in 1998 of having a coffee shop and roasting coffee, and it just didn't come together. And if you really kind of look at things, a year ago, I started cattle, didn't know anything about them. And three years ago, or two years ago, I was led to do the first Bards Fest, didn't know anything really about doing festivals, and we had a big one and a smashing one. And here in the span of 10 days, three critical things all come together. New cattle, which almost didn't have water, but God protected them. I'm sitting with one of the finest coffee roasters in the world who happens to be a pastor, who happens to minister and run his ministry through coffee and his coffee house. What's the odds of that? And we were going to have Bars Fest in Kansas, but that fell through, and we end up having it in Flemingsburg, Kentucky, which happens to be just five hours away from Boone. And I'm looking at this going, man, you talk about the way God's hand works in perfect tapestry, but it's more than that. And that's essentially the whole concept of tonight's show. God is pulling together his army right now, and it's people that you would never expect. I'm sitting across today from Dan Cox, a man who is an ordained minister, pastor, excuse me, who realized early on that. He was not of the church, of the traditional church. He was of the church of with the walk with Jesus. He's in, he's in passion for coffee. He gave me a whole perspective on coffee and the importance. And his vision is ultimately to experience the beauty of the kingdom through a cup of coffee. And he served me probably one of the finest cups of coffee I've ever had. And you've heard me say here, I'm a coffee snob and i'm sitting across from this man in a random th- event where i met him because the company that makes the roasters just said you need to meet this guy and i did and he roasts with his five senses he doesn't believe in anything digital and we talked after a long trip that prize that i was told might god would open up it was there it was dan cox we sat and talked drank coffee and talked jesus and talked the whole vision of the world In bringing people to the realization of the strength in Christ and the mightiness of kingdom over one of the finest brews I've ever had. And that's beginning something incredibly new here, a new adventure. That's just part of bringing it all together. But more importantly, it's the idea of how God's connecting us all. And in the bigger reflection of this whole week, it's not just the reconnecting of us all, it's the trusting in Him. You know, the one thing that's interesting for me this all week is not once was I stressed, even when the water was out, because I knew God had this, and he really did. And even when I was tired, I'm like, Lord, I'm tired. I need some help. He was right there. One of the best trips I've ever had, one of the hardest I've ever done, truly, and one of the greatest reminders of the power of our Father to put things in perspective. Our nation is big our nation has got problems. We've got probably some of the most corrupt things going on just in road work all over the country. They keep ripping up roads and then they don't have they do it so they can't they don't have, they can't get it done in the year. They wait for more money the next year. That's happening all over the place. I drove on the same damaged roads in Nebraska that I did two years ago with all the same cones up with all the same one lane m- m- merges down, all this stuff. It's just a it's a racket. But the people are great. The country is beautiful. And God wants something great for our nation. And that becomes evident. It becomes evident because you travel two thousand eight hundred plus miles to arrive at a coffee place in very nondescript here in Boone, North Carolina, a place that a lot of people wouldn't even know. He doesn't do he doesn't believe in selling coffee. He believes in pushing the perfection of kingdom and letting Jesus lead the sails. It's an amazing, I mean, he, he is an amazing roaster, an amazing man, an amazing group of people he has working with him. And it's a living ministry. And here we are in the middle of, you know, Appalachia. And this is a ministry where you don't need a cross on the wall. He's got Jesus in his heart. And everybody he comes in, he knows. Everybody he encounters in one way or another, is getting ministered to through a cup of coffee. And I sat and watched that. I'm like, wow, Lord, this is really amazing. This is where you're taking us, a new place, a, a new way of seeing how the church in Christ really functions. It's healing. It's fellowship. It's bringing people together. It's calling out what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. It's doing it without apology because it's exactly what the Bible says to do. It's what Don Cox says is advocacy. You've got the king, you've got kingdom and you've got advocates and he's in, he's pushing advocacy of love in Jesus. And every bit of this conversation is moving between a, the coffee, the bean, the roasting all intermixed with scripture and all of this from a, what would seem for many to be a random roll of a dice to arrive at a place here. And why would you possibly travel all the way across country to go to one little place out here, a roastery when there's big schools, there's places around because God doesn't work through the big places. He works through the hearts that are truly his. And that ultimately is the week's trip because what's happening right now more than ever is that, God is calling his people of heart together. In a few days, we're going to have Bards Fest. It is an amazing lineup of speakers. It's people that have all been preyed on, and God said, yes, bring them. It's going to be a great event online as well as it is in person. We've got people camping, and it's going to be a constant campfire. It's going to be something at a whole new level And it's all happening at the same time that so many other things are falling apart. All of these events coming together in a time and a space that God led the entire way because he's bringing together his army. He's raising it up in a critical hour. And he's pushing into those that will truly listen and abide. The end of the day, the, the trip was, like I said, one of the hardest I've ever done am sitting here tonight, I've had probably, in the last few days, I've probably had a total sum of maybe eight hours of sleep since Tuesday. I am awake, alert, focused, refreshed, inspired, strong, and excited about what's coming this weekend and what's going to come beyond. He nourishes us in incredible ways. He fills us in times that we don't think that we can be filled. And he teaches us the power of leaning into him when we truly do. And in so doing, doors are open that only he can open. But the most important piece is we don't have to see the next step. I didn't know what was coming here. I just trusted that this is where I needed to be because nowhere in there was there any indication on this trip that anything was wrong other than the time had to be shifted. And every single thing came in place perfectly. And I'm sure that it will continue. The devil got thwarted. God was able to just guide through and in the process, give a gift back to me that's greater than anything I can imagine. You know, at the end of the day, when we accomplish things we don't think we can or we doubt, and I'll tell you, there was a number of moments on this last leg that I was wondering if I could even make it because I was that tired. When we lean in and we overcome like that, it becomes a process of us being raised up, of us being stronger, greater, mightier in Him. But it's not about us strip isn't about me strip is about where he's leading to build something greater i'm just a vessel don cox is a vessel and together as he said today he goes however i die there needs to be an x after my name as in multiplication that's all i want so that i know that what everything i did is multiplied many times over for the kingdom that's the walk we're going. This is the world we're creating. There's a business that focuses itself on doing good, doing better than what was you did the day before. Those principles in, in our businesses have been lost. Our churches are broken, but not in our hearts. And that's the thing I saw over and over across this nation in this trip. It's the people from Amy and Kifaru, who took time wasn't in her job description to take my stuff home. And to meet me at 8.06 PM with Wyoming time to pull the box out of her garage, help me load it in the Jeep, and then send me on my way. That wasn't in her job description. She didn't get paid extra for it. She did it because that's just what you do. That's what you do when you care about your job. She even said it to me. She said, I love my company. She likes who she works with and who she works for. And it shows. That's the pride we got to get back here. Don's got a great guy he's going to be teaching me the the aroma part of the coffee working with me on that to be able to describe in color what I'm smelling what I'm tasting he's He's been raised in that coffee shop and he has the rich qualities of a loving God and the love for his mother. he had her come in today while I was there he made her a lunch. These are values that We need back in this country and values that are coming back, but they're coming back because we're seeking the source of where they come from, and that's our relationship in Christ. An amazing trip, an amazing journey that just has begun something new. All things coming together in an alignment that I couldn't have told you, couldn't have guessed, couldn't have even written the story because no one would believe it. But it all happened. It all happened because God's the master planner. And he sees where we are and he sees our heart. So it's really a point in time for us all to be very inspired, not to be weighted down. There's a lot of problems. We have corruption, it's everywhere. There's a corrupted mentality in those that work on government contracts and those that work in unions, unfortunately. But there's great Americans out here. Hard, hard working great Americans. We have beautiful cattle in this nation. We have beautiful, beautiful farmland and it's very productive and it's producing. We have amazing landscapes that the world would is in envy of and that's part of the reason they want it and they're not gonna get it. We have a government that is completely corrupted but wants to keep us in fear, making us believe that somehow all these other boogeymen are the problem when in fact the real criminal is our government. But it's not the people we got people in the cities that are misguided. We have a lot of people that are out of touch with what America is because they've never taken the time to drive it. They don't take the time to sit down and talk to it. But that's what we have to do. Traveling across the country is a reminder again and again of just the power of who we are as a nation, and as a people anchored and rooted in our true belief. We are a Christian nation, not a Judeo-Christian nation. We're a Christian nation, which means our feet are firmly planted in the love of Jesus Christ, as our founding fathers did. And it shines. And when you come into a place like this in Boone, North Carolina, and you come up the mountainside and in the Appalachia, and you see the sprinklings of all these churches, not one of them is the same. Some are going to be pew churches. Some are going to be apostolic. Some are going to be deliverance. But you know what? That's God smiling because he's got a beautiful collage of his footprint all over this mountain. And it shows and it feels. And that's what we have to get back in America. Small town America, that's where the values are. Big city America, they're corrupted cesspools to a large degree. But this fight that we're in, is all about raising up his army. His army in the little snooks and crannies of the world, the little Boone North Carolinas, the Flemingsburg, Kentucky, the Riverton, Wyoming, the Pendleton. I mean, imagine this. I mean, I'm sitting now with a guy that's guiding me on building a new herd of cattle. That was on Saturday that 18 months ago, I didn't know anything about cattle. The guy that's now helping me build the herd is one of the top producers in the nation for Sim Angus, and he's a Christian with values that show. The guy that's mentoring me in coffee is a pastor with values of of biblical all over the place in every brew that he does. See, God's bringing his army together in big ways, pieces, alignments, people. And it's all happening at a very critical hour when there's going to be a lot of shaking coming. But we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay because our eyes are on Jesus. Our feet are on the rock of faith, and there is no shaking us off of that. And God knows it, and He smiles, and He needs us in this hour. So wherever you are, take a breath. Look up. Take some time. Get up early. Watch the sunrise. Every morning I saw the perfect one, and each morning it got better. This world is amazing. Our country is incredible. We just have to remember it and remember who we are. Let's pray. Father, I'm very humbled to just to be able to reflect on this story today and tell it in just the amazing collage which you put together. The reminder of, of, of abiding in you, the reminder and trusting in you and, and not being blinded by our fears, our anxieties, our questioning, or having to know, but rather to know that you're there for us to the need for us to listen and to abide in that and to pay attention as we go and to watch things unfold in the perfectness as they are as you guide us and lead us exactly where you need us to be. Father, my prayer tonight is just for us all to take that moment of breath to step back and realize that we're vessels, we're not the thing. We're vessels. And it's through you that the greatest things happen. And when we truly abide in you and let go and trust in you, it isn't about sitting, it's about doing. It isn't about waiting, it's about doing, but it's doing in an amazing way where you guide and lead and we trust. And what unfolds is a perfect picture, the perfect painting, the perfect sketch that turns into the the perfect masterpiece. And from that, we grow, we see more clearly, and we learn more about you as you learn more about us. So Father, that's a blessing that I ask for everybody tonight from my heart to to yours and from my heart to theirs. That we to have these experiences that are tough, that force us to reach deeper, farther, higher, to force us to learn about abiding, and to place us in a place that we become truly understanding of the words overcoming and all in. In this critical hour, may that blessing fall on all those who seek to be able to have these moments, to go the next level, and in so doing, to open the doors that are greater in our lives than we ever thought possible. So thank you, Father. Thank you for the trip. Thank you for what's ahead. Thank you for this incredible fellowship that we have. Thank you for the country in which we are here to take back and to steward, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, we've got a lot of problems, but we also have a lot of great people and we have an amazing father. And in all of this, that can't be missed. This is an hour now more than ever to just reach deep into him and really experience what he has to give. We are a country that needs this, that is built on this, and deep inside we all know it. And when we finally return to him as intended, it will be like nothing we've ever imagined. It's not gonna be dazzled with the, with the flashing lights of technology. It's gonna be wholesome. It's gonna be rich. It's gonna be like that cup of coffee I had today. See, I watched somebody take, bring up to me and say, smell these beans. They were a Kenyan grown bean. And Don said, I'm gonna make you the best cup of coffee. It's gonna blow your mind. I know coffee, I know coffee well. I've taken time to teach my palate what I like. And I knew when I came across Don's Coffee, which we had at Bardsfest, Fest, we're gonna have it again at Bardsfest Fest again. But I knew that when I tasted the coffee, the first time, that there was something unique about it. Today, when I drove up, drove up into Appalachia, I realized what that uniqueness was. Don's captured the essence of these mountains, and he's put it into every roast that he does. That's not him. That's the Holy Spirit working through him. And in every cup, there's a sense of Appalachia. Can't just tell you how. Just know it's there. Because I see it, I feel it, and today I had the best cup of coffee I've ever had. You could, every layer of flavor was there, and yet it was perfectly assembled like a symphony. It was like Mozart's magic flute in a cup. But it was greater than that because it was all Holy Spirit driven. Sounds crazy perhaps to some. Some don't like coffee. I do. And when you love something and you pursue something, pursue it to the highest level you can ever get to and go beyond. And that's what this is about. There's a lot ahead, a lot of exciting things ahead. And there's a lot ahead for for everybody but what we have to do is reach. We have to do. You have to fail. You have to fall. You have to get back up, get muddied. You have to suffer through those that long night of driving and ask yourself if you can even get it done. You have to turn to the Holy Spirit and to our Father and say, I can't do it without you. And you've got to get bolted with the 2,000 volts of Holy Spirit power and literally shock your butt out of the seat. You've got to do things sometimes you don't want to do because God tells you to do it, even though you resist. But you know that he said to do it because in the end, the mission you're on is bigger than your, in your, things, your hang-ups along the way. And when we embrace the power of the mission, and we understand that we're all on a mission, and that we're in a war, and we understand that God is there as our commander-in-chief, now we're getting in the groove. Now we're landing the troops on Normandy. Now we're storming the, storming the cliffs. And now we're overcoming the strongholds and we're moving forward and we're taking this place back. And we're doing so with the mighty power of prayer and our faith. And most importantly, under the banner of Christ with our Father. Become an overcomer. Push yourself. Reach farther. Reach higher. And don't take no for an answer. Learn how much Father can give to you and how much you can learn back, because it's huge. And there literally are no limits to where we can go. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you at Fisher's of Men here in a little bit. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Thank you. And out for now.
1: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe,